COVID-19, we can't deny that it is wreaking havoc on a lot of people's gap years. So this week I'm bringing you a special two-part gap year episodes. Uh, The first one is related to those who are currently canceling plans for their gap year. Some resources to help you move from that sense of overwhelm into a sense of feeling a little bit more in control and productive to move yourself forward. The second episode this week was meant to be done not until June, but I think it makes a lot of sense for those of you looking forward to planning your gap year. So episode 6b is all about planning a travel-free gap year. Uh, So really excited to bring both these episodes to you. Now make sure you stick around till the very end of this episode where I'll give you more details on the gap year certification community that I'm opening up for a very elite, very small group of people who have had to cancel their spring plans. So if this is you, make sure you stick around to the end to get all of those details about how you could get involved. Wishing you to stay happy and healthy with your families and to make wise decisions. So let's get started. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast, where we explore the who, what, where, when, and why of gap years. It's real people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Oh boy, what a week. It has been pretty busy and lots of changes have happened for a lot of people in the gap year world. And it can be a time that's a little bit overwhelming for folks, a little bit disappointing for others. And I wanted to show up on the podcast today in a special bonus episode to help you, for those of you who are out there who are currently on a gap year, but have had their plans forced to change due to the COVID-19 incidents that are happening around the world in this in this global pandemic. So this is a special way for me to come towards you to help you understand understand what you can do now to move yourself forward on your gap year. So I'm really thrilled to be able to provide some expertise and I hope you find that this episode helps you on your journey. I'm going to go through a bunch of different steps that you can take in this process to really start to move yourself forward because I know there's been a lot of changes in a very short amount of time and all of this is happening under extreme stress because the world is is being squeezed tighter and tighter and we're getting all sorts of new information constantly and it can feel very overwhelming. So the goal of this episode is to help take away some of that overwhelm, provide something to anchor yourself in, and to find some hope in a situation where maybe your dreams of what your gap year is going to look like seem to be crashing down around you. So the first thing I really want to call out is that this is a time to feel all of the feels. 
to have those emotions because those emotions are very real. And there are lots of different things that could be going through your mind uh, and through your hearts right now. So let's, let's talk about some of them. You might be feeling a little bit of a sense of disbelief that this can't be happening. It's not really that bad. Why are all of these trips being canceled? And that is a completely natural way to feel and, and um, something that you need to, to be okay with because it can feel a little bit surprising. And I don't think it's surprising because you are tone deaf to what's actually happening out there in the world, but it's rooted in a true sense of, of disappointment. So, so feeling that this isn't really that bad might be something that you might be going through. Um, you might be feeling a little bit of anger or betrayal by the world. Uh, why did this have to happen on my gap year? Why couldn't this have happened next year? Why me? Why now? Why is this happening? And just being angry at the entire situation. You might be feeling a sense of unfairness. If only I had left before all this happened. If only I had planned my travel in the fall, I wouldn't be going through this. Uh, feeling powerless or feeling like you are the victim of a circumstance. And, and we're going to come back to this feeling of powerlessness in a little bit. Um, and underlying a lot of this might be a true sense of disappointment. Be, feel like you're being let down by your situation, feeling emptiness that you had this hope you were looking forward to something and that thing that you've been looking forward to has been ripped away from you. You might be feeling a sense of loneliness or isolation and that could be from a sense of loss of this community that you were hoping to have on your trip uh, or something that you were looking forward to, these new friends and these shared experiences. And that loneliness or isolation is also enhanced by the social, social distancing that we're all supposed to be doing. So we're actually losing our physical community as well. So loneliness and isolation might be something that, that you might be feeling. These are all real and very justifiable ex ex feelings because you are experiencing a major loss. You have worked extremely hard to put your gap year plan in place. And now it's probably not working out the way that you have been dreaming about for months or years. And that is a true sense of loss. And all of these feelings are the same clinical stages of grief. So you are not alone on this emotional roller coaster. The final stage of this comes to, to a place of acceptance. And that's a really hard and difficult place to get to when we have all of these other emotions that are running through our system. And they are probably changing minute to minute, daily, hourly. And, and that is something that can be absolutely exhausting. I know for me, that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling an overwhelming sense of exhaustion because of this roller coaster. But to really be able to get to a place of acceptance, we need to embrace the fact that we're on this roller coaster. We need to give these emotions a name. 
We need to document them. If you're into journaling, put them down on paper. If you're into uh, having a release, light that journal on fire. Whatever it it is, we need to acknowledge that they exist and you need to acknowledge that they are real feelings and you are justified in feeling them. So first of all, I just want to give you that that validation that that this is a very troubling time and you are feeling things that are very very real there might be some other feelings that that are trickling in there for you so some of you might be feeling a small sense of relief maybe the adventure that you had scheduled you were pretty nervous about and maybe you had some doubts if you were ready to head on to that experience. So that might be something that's trickling in there and it's not one to be ashamed of. You maybe do feel relief. You would have been ready and you would have taken on that adventure, but maybe there was a little bit of anxiety there and and the fact that you're not going on that trip might give you a little bit of a sense of relief. You might also be experiencing a little bit of guilt guilty that you are so emotional about something that maybe seems a little bit trivial like a trip when other people around the world are suffering in in much more dire situations and that's a real feeling too so it's okay to feel guilty but I'm here to say that that guilt is misplaced you in your life circumstances are going through a genuine loss and it is very real to you And your experience is independent of what is happening to other people around the world. So what is happening for you is real for you. And these feelings are real and they are not trivial. And we can look at that through a sense of gratitude that we are feeling these things about something that is not a life or death situation. On top of that, In this world where we are under a heightened state of stress, this is just going to complicate and exacerbate all these other feelings that are that we are having and that other people around us are having. So we all have a lot going on. So in order to help you move to acceptance, if you're anything like me, I need to take the time to mourn and to have those feelings, but then I need to take action. Wallowing in self-pity and feelings of powerlessness is a really dark place. And I really want to help you move from that place into from that place in recognizing the challenging feelings that you're experiencing and that loss that you've had and shifting it into a more optimistic view about what lies ahead. So that's my goal for the rest of this pop podcast. If you're not ready to be optimistic, that's okay too. This is a very open wound. We are not we don't have a scab on this wound. It's not turned into a scar yet. So if you're not ready to move into that place of action and optimism, take the time. Honor that. And when you are ready, please come back and listen to the rest of this podcast because I do want to move you into that place where you do feel good about moving forward with your gap year plan. So so take the time, spend the time, and then when you're comfortable, come on back and let's make some lemonade out of this COVID-19 lemons. So here we go. So this is my five-step plan for finding your way forward. So let's go through all of these five steps together. 
At any point, I do encourage you to pause the recording, get some paper out, do some of the activities or exercises, or just take some time to be thoughtful about the questions that I'm posing. This isn't about just going through this podcast and coming out the other end and all your problems will be solved. There is some work to be done. So let's start with step number one. Step number one is to really take a look back on your gap year journey thus far and acknowledge where you have been. So think about all of the work that went into making the decision to take a gap year. All of the work that went into picking the right experiences that were going to help you achieve your goals. And all of the things you had to put into motion to make it happen. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of decisions to be made. That's a lot of conversations to be had, a lot of planning. So celebrate that. You have already done so many new and challenging things before you even started your gap year. So way to go. Also think about any of the experiences that you've had so far. So maybe you've been working, maybe you've done a a different program in the fall, maybe you've watched your friends head off to university or college. Lots of things have happened already. Your gap year hasn't been a waste. So let's just let's just celebrate that and, and know that even though there is some time left in your gap year and it might look different, good things have already happened and you have been resilient and you have come through with lots of different learning. Each and every one of those decisions and experiences that you have already had has provided you with skills and memories that will serve you in the future. And you know what? Even this huge hiccup in your plans will make you stronger and more resilient in your future. So that's step number one, is looking back and celebrating what has already happened. Step number two is to look around you and see how this whole situation is affecting the people around you. COVID-19 didn't just target you and said, oh, I'm going to punish you. This is something that Although it may feel that way, this is something that is impacting the greater economy. It's impacting the labor market, uh, international relationships. Governments at every level are really scrambling to figure out how to protect the global population. And nobody is celebrating the impact it's having on them. So you are not alone and we are not alone in this situation. We're actually in an extremely important position. We, through our actions, have the power to save lives by temporarily adapting our behavior. And that is power. That is power in in itself. And if we own that responsibility, it can bring about a sense of purpose in these challenging times. So the sacrifices that you are making by shifting your gap year plans is actually saving lives. And I want you to understand how powerful that is. If you had chosen to continue on on your journey and you had infected people, that would be the same as walking by a car crash and not calling 911. You are stepping up to an unbelievable global challenge and it is having incredible effects on the world, on the safety and lives of people. 
So sure, staying home seems trivial and maybe even like an overreaction, but I can assure you that when governments who have the most up-to-date information, they have access to the highest paid experts and resources, and when they're closing down schools and borders and calling on retired healthcare practitioners to step up, we are not overreacting by canceling our plans. We are the ones that are ultimately holding the power to stop this pandemic. So the governments can say all they want, but it's in our hands to be the ones to execute what needs to be done to limit the spread of this virus. So you are actually in a position of extreme power, and with power comes responsibility. So definitely take a look at the world and understand the role that you are playing in this larger picture. That can help to give us a little bit of perspective beyond just the disappointment of having to shift our plans. Moving into step number three is to take a look at why you took your gap year. So what goals did you actually have for yourself? And if you didn't take time at the beginning of your year to craft goals for your year, Take time now and do that. I think it's really important that we we are intentional with our time. And now that you've been given the gift of some additional time that maybe you ha- had allocated for something else, it's a great opportunity to go back to that goal setting and figure out what do you want to get out of your gap year as a whole and the remaining time that you have in your gap year. So let's go back and if you have those goals, pull them out, find them, pause the recording if you need to go dig them out or if you need to write them down on paper or if you need to craft them, spend some time to do that now. Once you have them, come on back and I want you to take a sheet of paper and I want you to split it into three columns. In the first column, I want you to write down all of the different goals that you had for yourself or that you've created for yourself. These could be things like independence, I want to gain confidence, I want to meet new people, I want to earn money, I need to make a new make some new memories or gain some new skills, or maybe you had a particular concrete goal like I wanted to travel to Australia. So put all of those down in the first column. The second column, I would like you to uh, make a list of the experiences that you have had. Um, so, so what are the things that you have already done or had planned to do in order to achieve those goals for yourself? And then in the third column, I want you to label it with a status. Is this something that is this goal something that you've already achieved? Is it something that you are in the process of achieving? Or is this a goal that you haven't started working on yet? And I think that will paint a really nice picture of where you're at and where you've come from. You might be surprised that you've already achieved or started to achieve some of those goals. So again, this is a time to celebrate that. You are moving yourself forward in your gap year and in your life. And that's something to be very, very proud of. You are changing yourself. You are changing the world in very, very meaningful and very tangible ways. 
You also might have on your list a couple of goals that are unfinished. So let's take some time to really dive into those because I think this is where we can shift our focus into from being disappointed or overwhelmed into picking some actions to move forward with. So for each unachieved goal, I'd like you to take them and put them on a separate piece of paper. Just right at the top, write down what that goal was or is. And I want you to put down your immediate reaction to that goal. So I want you to mark it if you think it's still possible or if you think it's not possible given these new circumstances. So at the top of the page, write down that goal and then underneath it, mark if it's possible or not possible given the new circumstances of your gap year. Now for all of those that are still possible, I want you to take the remainder of that page and I want you to fill it with ideas of how you're going to achieve that goal. So what experiences can you still have? Who can you talk with? What connections can you make in your gap year? Use your imagination. There's no idea that's a bad idea at this stage. You can edit your list down later. So just brainstorm. Put down all of the different ways that you can still achieve that goal. If you're finding this a little bit challenging, um, reach out to a friend or a relative and ask them to give you some ideas. I think between you and them, you can come up with some pretty amazing ways. And these don't have to be boring things like watch a YouTube video to achieve this. But think of dynamic ways that you can still leverage your time through through social isolation, but also when social isolation gets lifted. What are some other ways? that you can still achieve those goals. But let's also dive deeper into the ones that you marked not possible. And this is where you really have to put on your thinking cap and dive a little bit deeper. And I'm going to help coach you through some of those goals because I think you need to look at them with a different lens. So I'm going to ask you four questions for each of those goals that you marked as not possible anymore. And I really want you to take some time to consider them. And after I've asked the questions, I will provide two examples to help uh, frame this a little bit differently. So the four questions are, number one, why did you have that goal in the first place? Number two, are there any underlying goals to the original goal that you wrote, wrote down? And what might those goals be? Number three, How else can you achieve that goal? And number four, what will happen if you can't achieve that goal on your gap year? Is there another time in your life when you could make that goal achievable? So those are the four questions. Why did you have that goal in the first place? Is there an underlying goal to the one that you wrote down and what might that be? How else could you achieve that goal? And what will happen if you can't achieve that goal on your gap year? When else could you achieve it? So I'm going to give you the example. Let's say your goal was to go to Australia. And I would say, given the current circumstances, that that is probably not going to be possible in the the next month or so Um, and maybe not even on your gap year so let's say that was my goal 
So why did I want to go to Australia? Maybe I wanted adventure. Maybe I'd always wanted to see Australia. And that's how it ended up on my goal list. If I were to really sit down and think about that and dissect that a little bit, what might some of the underlying goals be? And I think it might be that that is a really impressive trip. So maybe I want something to brag about, something that's going to set me apart from my peers. Maybe I also really wanted to show people that I could be independent and I could be away from my family in a very, very far away place and that I could be okay. So that that might be if I actually unpack why I wanted to go to Australia. Those would probably be some of the things that I might come up with. So the next question is, how else can I achieve those things? So let me think about this. So instead of going to Australia, because that's not going to be possible, with the, the underlying goals, how can I be independent and away from my family? And how can I have something to, to show off? Maybe, maybe I could plan a road trip. Uh, I could go camping in all of the national or provincial parks or maybe to have something to brag about. Maybe I could go skydiving or maybe I could look at that scholarship or that award and put together a really stellar application with my newfound time so that I can be recognized for how awesome I am, so I can have something to brag about. So that checks off the two boxes of my other goals of being independent and getting away from my family and have something to be proud of um, and something that's going to set me apart from my peers without having to go all the way to Australia. And now the last question is, what will happen if I can't achieve that goal on my gap year? I think the biggest thing is that I will be disappointed. And I think that that is the only true ramification, is that I will be disappointed that I had this dream and it's just not going to, to become a reality. And what, when else could I achieve it then? Maybe I could look at going to Australia on my summer break next year. And I know I'm going to have to work next year in order to earn money for college or university. So maybe I'll get a work travel visa because I'll be 18 then and I can work in that country uh, over my summer. And that way I'm still achieving my goal of coming, going to Australia and to be independent and have a pretty wicked experience. But I'm just shifting my time frame a little bit into going next year. So I hope you can see through that example how I'm taking that goal of wanting to go to Australia, actually diving into what are the underlying goals, and then how can I achieve those things by modifying my plan? So either modifying it in the specific activity that I'm going to do to achieve the underlying goals, or changing the time frame that I'm going to work towards that goal. Again, we're continuing to achieve that goal. We're just shifting the way that we're going about it. Let me give you a second example. Maybe my goal was to learn about sustainable coffee culture in Guatemala. So that was something I really, really wanted to do. So why did I set this goal? Maybe I really wanted to go somewhere tropical and see how other people live. But what are my underlying goals? Maybe I have a passion for coffee. I really, really like coffee. And I'm really interested in the triple bottom line. So looking at businesses through a lens of how can we make sure we're benefiting the people, our planet, and profit. 
So I'm into this social enterprise mindset. So now if I can't go to Guatemala and be with the coffee producers on the ground, how else can I achieve this goal? Maybe I'm going to do some research. I'm going to watch some documentaries. I'm going to uh, maybe order some different brands of coffee, of sustainably produced coffee, fair trade coffee. And I'm going to reach out to their producers about their practices from the harvest through to the roasting through to the export of the product. And maybe I'm going to turn that into a documentary if I also have a passion for film. Or maybe if I have a passion for business, I'm going to actually start my own fair trade coffee distribution company uh, through all of the things that I'm going to learn. So the last question for this example is, what if I can't achieve that again? I'm going to be disappointed and that's the only real tangible piece. I can always go to Guatemala later. And if I've done all of these other pieces then that trip to Guatemala might look completely different. Maybe I will have made some relationships in Guatemala with some folks on the ground who are doing sustainable coffee production and I can actually go and tour their plant and then bring their stories back in a different way to the business I created or enhance the documentary that I created. So I think it's really interesting that we can take these goals that seemed impossible and start to look at them through these four questions, through a new fresh lens that helps us to see what the steps forward might look like. So I'm hoping that those four questions are shifting the way that you're feeling, shifting away from a a very negative sense into a more positive sense where things are starting to seem more possible and you can start to see a modified path forward. So there is step three. Did you forget that we were on steps? I kind of did. Okay, step four is to find purpose in the remainder of your year. So this is a very logical step from step three where we're looking at our goals and seeing what modifications we can make to them. And now step four is really finding the purpose and the action in and setting a plan for moving forward. So if you look at your modified ways of achieving your goals or setting new goals altogether, maybe you want to figure out how you're going to spend your newfound time. So if we look at it through some silver lining here, you were just gifted a whole bunch of time. So what are you going to do with it? Step five is to find some community and some support. I think steps one to four can be very challenging to do on your own. It can feel lonely or overwhelming, and you might not feel that other people understand or appreciate what you're going through. And so it's really important that you find other people that can relate on a very, very real level to what you're going through and can help you to co-create new plans for moving for you forward. And that will help you in immeasurable ways. So if you're working with an educational counselor or a gap year counselor, they would be great people to tap into. If you're part of an online community, um, they have great resources or great ways to connect with other people. So there's a, a gap year alumni community on Facebook that would be a great place to tap into. 
or maybe finding a mentor in your community, um, maybe somebody that you already know or look up to. Gap Yearly has an incredible resource of mentors that you could tap into in this challenging time. They've been on gap years and, and they understand what it would feel like to be disappointed in having to shift your plans. So I think that it's really important to find those different communities. And I will link to those plus some others in the show notes. So definitely check those out under cangap.ca slash blog. We'll have all of those linked there. So if this podcast and the communities that you're already involved in are providing with what you need to move forward, I am so incredibly proud of you. And I will continue to support you through the podcast and through lots of free resources. And I genuinely want to hear about your successes and how you are adapting. Because I think if we can share those stories with each other, we all won't feel so lonely. We all won't feel so powerless. So please share them. Please tag me on Instagram with how you're feeling and what's going on for you and how we're moving to a place of positivity in this challenging time. So I'd love to see you on Facebook or Instagram and uh, and tag us and let us know how things are going. So let's go back and just quickly recap those five steps. So there's actually a step zero, which is feel all the feelings. Definitely feel all the feelings and honor the fact that those things are real, they're powerful, and they're strong, and you are going to be on that emotional roller coaster. When you're ready to come off that roller coaster and move to a place of action, step one is to look back at your year so far and celebrate the successes and growth that has already happened. Step number two is to take back the power. Recognize what a unique time we're in and what the role that we can play as part of this COVID-19 experiment. Or experience, I should say. Sometimes it feels like an experiment. Step three is to redefine your goals. How can you take those things that might seem impossible and shift the way that you're looking at them into a way that you can actually have new and achievable goals given the new restrictions? Step number four is to design a new path forward. So take those goals, take the brainstorming of how you're going to achieve those goals and start to construct a realistic plan. And the fifth and last step is to find community and find support, making sure that you have all the resources that you need to feel like you're in a good place and to put your plan in action. If you're feeling that you need some additional guidance and support, as always, as I say in every podcast episode, please feel free to book a free 30-minute call with me. That's cangap.ca slash call, and that will allow us to walk through where you're at and where you need to be, and I can help give you those first couple of steps, give you some ideas to get some traction and move forward. Parents can also join our new free Facebook group. It's it's called, you can search it, it's called Gap Year Parents Dash Canada. And we are we have a community of parents who might also be feeling helpless in this situation and figuring out how to support their young people. Um, so definitely join that Facebook group. We'll be going live a couple times this week with some additional resources to support young people who might be feeling that sense of loss. So join us in that group. And I can definitely say that I work with so many travel providers, so many families, and so many individual gappers, and this is not what we were expecting or what we were hoping that the gap years would look like this year. 
And I don't know where this whole thing is going, uh, but I do know that getting some traction and moving forward in a direction is an important thing for all of our mental and physical well-beings. So I'm excited to watch and support you in redesigning the remainder of your gap year. And I know that you will have so many new ideas coming to the surface and you will continue to make the most out of your gap year. So if you listen to episode five, when we were talking with Jane Christoffi, uh, we talked a lot about resilience as a skill that everyone is looking for and a skill that makes you a stronger person. And the fact that it's a muscle and the more that you leverage it, the stronger it's going to get. And this, my friend, is a prime example of how you are resilient, you are adaptable, you are resourceful, you are powerful. And you are able to make lemonade from lemons. And this is why you are going to be successful in your life. So if you are looking to take this to the next step, or you want some more support, or you want to connect with other people who are on this similar journey, I am opening up the Gap Year Certification Community four months early, specifically for a small group of people who have had to cancel their spring plans. So this is a very exclusive offer. And if you do want some additional support, I would encourage you to head to our website at cangap.ca slash COVID-19. You can't find this just navigating through our website. You need to type that in and check out the Gap Year Certification Community. We are having an information session coming up in late April that I would love for you to come and learn a little bit more because I would love to help you feel the best you can about the end of your year and to give you a some recognition through a certificate and digital badge that you can put on your resume and on your LinkedIn profile to help other people to see the value in all of the amazing things you got up to. So again, if you feel like this is for you, if you are looking for that support, this is a very, very exclusive small group that I am putting together and coming together and supporting over the course of the spring and summer months. So again, head to cangap.ca slash COVID-19. That's the only way you can find this information. So once again, thank you so much for listening in. We're all in this together. And until next time, keep on adventuring.